pain is obviously one of the most commonly encountered symptoms that we would see in, in the practice of, of paramedics and, and any ambulance service uh, around the world. Welcome to Medic Minutes, the official podcast of the British Columbia Emergency Health Services, a podcast for paramedics by paramedics. I'm Doug Steary, paramedic practice leader, and I'll be hosting today's episode. And I'm Lucas Hawksfrost, the executive director for clinical governance and professional practice. So Lucas, it's fair to say there's been quite the journey to get us where we are today. Can you help us understand what that journey looked like? Absolutely, yeah. Pain is obviously one of the most commonly encountered symptoms that we would see in, in the practice of, of paramedics and, and any ambulance service uh, around the world. We know that around 30,000 of our patients every year describe pain as their primary symptom. We know that underscored or underassessed pain leads to poorer outcomes down the road for patients and we know it's, uh, that needs improving. So patients often uh, report to us as something that they would see as, as needing improving and it's something that the literature supports us uh, continuing to take a kind of questioning stance on and, and continuing to kind of push forward as part of the quintuple aim and part of being uh, an evidence-informed learning organization. A long journey but a very important one that's going to be rewarding for the paramedics and the patients. Absolutely, yeah. Properly assessing pain, properly identifying pain, properly managing pain uh, is inextricably linked with other quality outcomes. Uh, it helps patients to better describe you know, other health conditions, things that are sort of secondary to just the presentation of pain. It helps take a, a more accurate history. It helps us look at managing someone's pain, understanding someone's pain, helps us look after patients better in a number of ways. We've heard from many paramedics that uh, through the PSLS system that pain and pain management has been one of those things that they want to see us do a better job with. Absolutely. Right? And so we've been responding, and this is part of that response. Is that it right? is, yeah. And we have an opportunity to really rethink the way we provide um, pain relief and the way that we assess pain and the way that we manage pain. Um, changes to the um, scope of practice have, have allowed us to expand the kind of pharmacological options uh, that are available to us. But extra, extra medications are only a small part of improving the way that we, we um, manage and assess pain. Right. And that's what this course is for. And that's what this course is for. So you mentioned that uh, it's more than the pharmacology, or it's more than just the uh, medicine. Um, so we've developed this course so that we reinforce the, the pathophysiology, uh, solve the foundation for the paramedics. Uh, we've reinforced and are going to be talking about new pain assessment strategies, new pain scales, and then of course the importance of documentation. Can you expand on that a bit about why that's important? Absolutely. Yeah. Why should I really care? Why should we really care? Well, you should really care. I mean, the International Association of the Study of Pain uh, describes as whatever the patient says it is uh, existing whenever they say it does. And I think it illustrates the kind of the magnitude of the challenge when you're really trying to help a patient or help understand a patient's pain presentation and helping them to formulate an approach to, to deal with it. Pain, uh, you know, pain occurs for all kinds of different reasons and, and as a primary or secondary symptom from any number of thousands of, uh, of health conditions, traumas, and, and so on. Uh, we have acute pain, we have chronic pain, we have acute exacerbations of chronic conditions, all of which can have really nuanced um, pain presentations. 
our challenge then is to work with a patient and to be a part to partner with our patients to help understand that pain, to help understand the origins of that pain, and to help understand that experience, uh, and then to take that knowledge to apply our own kind of clinical expertise uh, and formulate an approach which may or may not involve any number of sort of pharmacological options or non-pharmacological options to help care for that person. Yeah, exactly. When we look at managing a patient, uh, we see a lot of paramedics will, will kind of uh, look at managing a patient with just one medicine, right? Or they'll, they'll think that this is the only thing that would work or should work or could work for that patient. Mm -hmm. but, but it's actually a, a more of a spectrum, right? The latter or multimodal. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that a little bit to us? Absolutely, yeah. So I think when we're, when we're taking an approach to um, managing pain, you know, we, uh, probably the most important part of pain assessment, pain management, is, is taking a good history, is understanding what that experience is for that person and in what, the, what factors might be driving um, that pain presentation. When we're formulating an approach to managing that then, we need to kind of consider you know, the, the, the patient's history, the patient's experience, and the underlying condition that may be driving that. We know from the WHO, the World Health Organization, published their pain ladder um, some years ago now, um, which advocates for this multimodal, um, this multimodal approach to, to pain relief. We know that, for example, the co-administration of a mid to moderate opiate with a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medication um, in many, you know, particularly musculoskeletal um, pain presentations is far more um, you know, uh, clinically advantageous for that individual, for, for many of those individuals, than the simply uh, the, you know, the administration of a strong opiate. Um, we know that understanding the kind of the things that are driving that person's pain um, you know, should, be the, should be the thing that drives our, 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 you know, our selection when, uh, when, when thinking about how to manage that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's part of the reason that we've looked at increasing the scope at all levels, right? So knowing that synergistic effect of the ibuprofen and the acetaminophen has as potent as a mild opioid, mm -hmm. right? And then so we have that now from the EMR straight through to the CCP. Absolutely. So part of what we're going to be looking at in this course is actually the pain assessment, pain scores, and then pain reassessment. So the importance of assessment, the importance of the pain scores, and the importance of reassessment. So you're going to be looking at that further in this course. So we talk about a multimodal approach with, patient, with managing patient's pain, um, and we know that every patient is going to be unique with how they present their pain and, and what their pain feels like to them. Um, and at the same time, what's important and what you're going to find in the, in the modules is that we're going to be introducing different pain assessment tools because not every patient can be assessed with the same tool, right? So whether it's the uh, pain assessment ruler, which has been adapted for the Manchester triage system, or whether it's the FLAC score, or whether it's the Wong-Baker score. But why is that actually important to us as paramedics? Yeah, and I think, I think it, you know, you look at any area of clinical practice, you know, recognizes that the, the key to, to great patient care is taking a really good history. Uh, part of the, the kind of the cornerstone of good management of pain is understanding that person's experience and working as a partner in healthcare, you know, with that individual to help them um, recognize, identify, and describe their pain. We have a whole uh, suite of tools that we can use to help facilitate that conversation and to help illustrate um, that person's particular experience in a way that meets their needs. The way we manage, the way that we identify and assess pain in a small child uh, will obviously necessarily be different 
than, for example, the way we would um, assess, identify, and manage pain in, say, a cognitively impaired adult um, or uh, a patient with a, uh, you know, a, a, a sort of acute traumatic presentation. So the way we um, use these tools will be very much led um, by that patient's individual needs and requirements and, and you know, it helps to improve the quality of the assessment and it helps to improve the quality of the experience um, at the receiving end of care. Yeah. So much as we're expanding the medication toolkit, we're also expanding their assessment toolkit. Absolutely. Right? Definitely. And so when you get to the assessment piece, uh, pay particular attention to the importance of reassessment uh, as well as documentation. right? Um, and as we talk about documentation, um, help us understand a bit of the history and why we're focusing, that, focusing on that in, in this course. Yes. In terms of what the literature tells us, we know that if on your first contact with healthcare, your pain is either inadequately identified or inadequately recorded or described, your, the way your, pan, your pain will be managed in subsequent steps throughout that episode of care uh, will tend to be poorer than, than had it been properly, properly captured and properly identified. Um, we know that, um, we know that you know, only around half of the patients that we see who receive um, fentanyl, for example, will receive subsequent um, pain assessments in, in a recorded in their care. Um, you know the recording and the trending, uh, and 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 I think the analysis of of the effectiveness of our interventions is a really critical part of uh, of that pain management process. Uh, it helps us to understand the effect of what you know we've done already, and it, it helps us to to kind of guide our next steps, um, and to help identify whether that patient's you know that patient's pain has been managed properly. Right, and and from a system point of view as well, right, it helps us. Under, uh, better appreciate if what we're doing is the right thing, right? So Absolutely. should we be adding more medications into the mix? Should we be removing some, yeah. all those sort of pieces? All and we get that information from the documentation. We do, yeah, and I think that clinical audit piece is a really, is a really critically important thing. You know, understanding, understanding what we're doing and realizing what's come of what we did is, is a really fundamental part of clinical governance. Um, understanding the outcomes of the care that we provide on a sort of general basis is, is of fundamental importance to us as a, as a healthcare organization, pain being no exception to that. Uh, and understanding how effective we're being uh, with the interventions and with the tools that we're providing to help paramedics look after patients really well. Right. So as far as course design goes, uh, we've developed the course in modular format. So we've got uh, a review of pathophysiology. We're going to be talking about uh, pain assessment. We're going to be talking about the pain scales, pain in special populations, pain management, and then the importance of documentation, which we've touched on briefly. And then after that, we've got the medications, right? So we've got uh, a review of the Entinox, uh, which all levels should be familiar with. And then we've, we're adding acetaminophen and ibuprofen for e EMR. And then what's happening after that? Yeah, so I think it's it's you know largely about um, putting into putting into action the sort of the strategies that you know we've talked about around all those points that you listed. Um, we obviously you know have a focus on making the most out of the options that we already have available. Nitrous oxide, well embedded in practice for many many years, Definitely. highly effective. Um, and then you know looking at how do we use, for example, you know a mid to moderate um, opiate um, in conjunction with a non steroidal like. Uh, uh, you know, like I see the minute.
happen. Um, so, you know, in terms of, of some of the new options, uh, looking at the introduction of different formats of, uh, of drugs like acetaminophen, so a potentially an uh, intravenous um, presentation of that uh, that medicine, um, as well as the introduction of, uh, of other options, you know, for example, an alternative inhaled um, analgesic like methoxyflurane or uh, penthrox, which has obviously been trialed in, in BCHS previously and is, uh, you know, employed in ambulance services all around the world. Um, you know, and then I think as we kind of carry on down that uh, that kind of continuum of uh, of, of different pharmacological options, um, looking at the introduction of uh, of a, a opiate um, analgesic for um, primary care paramedics as a result of the scope of practice changes, and then making the most of the uh, the existing um, you know the existing uh, injectable and you know um, uh, opiate and other um, analgesic options that are already you know in use for ACP and CCP um, paramedics in BC. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of information. We've put a lot of work behind the scenes, and and we have given a lot of information for you to work through. But don't be intimidated by it. At the end of of the course, there is several case studies to help you tie it all together, and we're here to support you. So reach out to your PPEs, reach out to your station champions, and or reach out to the clinical practice team. We're all here to help support you and get comfortable with the new way of doing things, the new medications that are coming down the line. You can contact us at clinicalpractice at bchs.ca, or if you have any issues with the course, you can contact learning at bchs.ca. Enjoy the course, and Lucas, thanks for being here today. Thanks very much. This has been another episode of Medic Minutes, the podcast for paramedics by paramedics of British Columbia Emergency Health Services. We're hoping to host new episodes each month. If you have any questions or thoughts related to the podcast, please email podcasts at bchs.ca or complete the survey in the show notes. Clinical questions can be emailed to clinicalpractice at bchs.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk soon.